0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One Inning League Roulette. Quick games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's Monday, February 20th, 2023. I got my recreational sports partner here with me. James Loney's on the show. Let's go.
1: What's up, man? You ready for me?
0: Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Like I said, you know him as the former major leaguer, uh, Dodgers, Rays, a bunch of other dang teams. You're kind of just like me in that respect. But I know him as my rival coach at our Little League, my recreational sports partner. We're playing golf. We're playing tennis together. James Loney is in the building. Again, we're filling in for jake and jimmy who are just frolicking naked on the beaches of saint lucia right now but we're here working james what's up dog what's up man appreciate you for having me out here. i'm excited to have you on like i said we've been spending a lot of time together um after our playing careers have ended you moved out here from vegas and we've just been uh like today for instance after this we're going golfing we played tennis yesterday a lot of stuff I tell people all the time, you got to find something to get that competitiveness out of you. Yeah. And I think you're kind of my guy. You beat me (laughs) in tennis. I think I'm going to take you in golf today. Which one do you like better? Golf.
1: You know, it's been a process for me lately, right? I'm still trying to figure it all out. Um, You know, I will give you some credit for tennis. You're definitely stepping your game up. You know what I mean? Um, But uh, you know, you know, I'm going to take you in tennis every time. James is one of those tennis players that just gets to
0: everything, and he, you know, every once in a while he'll just smack one back at you. He's a very defensive player <laughs> for the most part, and then he'll just get crazy on you, come to the net, and take you down. Uh, but this show, James, I don't know if you know this, it's called Talking Baseball, and we're going to cover some topics today. We're going to go over some of the rule changes I want to get your take on the implementation of the stuff that's going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the Evan Drellich book and some of these quotes that are coming out about a Red Sox player naming some Dodgers players. It's a it's a hell of a quote. And then finally at the end, I think we'll talk about youth baseball, where we think it's headed, what you should do if you're a parent, all that stuff. It's going to be a good episode. It's brought to you by Keek Beavers. Why don't you bring
2: it down for us? Mmm, the show, as always, is brought to you by Seeky Code Talk and gets you $20 off your first order. Red circle on the ticket means a bad deal, but they tell you about the good deals as well with the big green bubble on there. They give it a score, very easy to use. You want to get a good score on the seat, so you're making a good investment. Uh, so, yeah, easiest app in the world to use. Jake's really good at it. That's what we use every time we go to a game. And if Jake's really good at it, you'll be really good at it, SeatGeek.
0: That's our litmus test for anything. If Jake can do it, we know it's easy enough for the masses to do it. So go to SeatGeek, get the green bubble, go to a game, go to a concert. We just had Valentine's Day last week. Um, And you know what's a good gift? is concert tickets. I need to go to some more live shows. I'm going to SeatGeek. I'm going to bring Olivia to some stuff soon. Let's get into it. Uh, there was a big conference call uh, between the media and kind of everyone, and uh, MLB hosted it talking about these rule uh, implementations, what they're going to do. It sounds like they're gonna be really, really strict with it during spring training. And I was talking last episode about how you know, you can liken it to a horse that needs to be broken. A lot of these guys in the big leagues haven't played with these rules. A lot of them have, but I would say like the upper echelon players haven't really played with these rules and it's going to be an adjustment and they're going to use spring training to really hone in on that. They're going to be calling box. They're going to be calling balls and strikes, you know, without having a pitch thrown. I think guys are going to be really mad. Jason Stark, I said last time too, he put out a really good article and basically said it's going to be a shit show in spring training. Mm -hmm. We have the shift being banned. We have the pitch clock. We have the bigger bases. We have, um, the, zombie runner as we're calling it in extra innings now right away that's going to stay is there anything that jumps out to you in particular where you think it's going to have like the biggest effect on gameplay i would probably start with the shift
1: you know i know you know playing um throughout the years especially being a left-handed batter like there would be so many rockets that i would either hit right up the middle or even to the pool side and guys were just making plays right and that's tough you know i remember hitting the line drive right over cc sabathia's head you know when he was pitching and it's an out you know, so the shortstop's right over second base. And I don't believe the game was intended, you know, to be like that. You know, when the game was created, I don't think they were like, man, a line drive up the middle should be an out. So I'm for that. You know, I do like that um, they are trying to implement some of these things, get some more offense into the game, get some younger viewers, you know, hopefully you know, engaged. And um, yeah, I'm all for that.
0: I think that's interesting. We, we we kind of talk about that sometimes on the show. Like, what were people thinking when they invented this game? Why yeah. 60 feet, 6 inches? Right. Why 90 feet? It all seems to work out really well. The one thing that I'm curious about, and this has kind of been talked about um, between different organizations. When I went to Minnesota, they were even talking about this. So we thought there was going to be a pizza sliced um Cutout in the infield where you couldn't be behind second base. Now okay. that's not true. It's just a straight line, and the uh, shortstop has to be on the right side of the base, and vice versa for the second baseman. Mm-hmm. So I think the ground balls up the middle are still going to be outs, and then we're still going to have guys shifted over into that three hole. So you might have a bigger hole, like kind of where the second baseman would typically typically play. And I'm talking about like a pull side for a right. lefty. Right. One thing they they're talking about and. And I heard this with the twins as well, but apparently yesterday they said, this is not going to happen. So you have to be on that side of the base as the pitch is released. After the pitch is released, you can be, you can go over there. So they're saying, are we going to see Mm -hmm. shortstops or second (laughs) baseman time it up and be sprinting over there? And they said, no, you can't do that. Okay. So I'm happy because that would be so stupid and it would make our sport look ridiculous if that was the case
1: yeah i know it'd be a lot of moving parts there and you know i think even new fans right If they're trying to get that engagement they're watching the game trying to figure out like wait when can he move or why can he move that far you know what i mean so yeah i'm not a big fan of that um but actually even going back to like the shift thing where it's like you know i always would see pitchers with two strikes and then let's just say the pitcher had two strikes on the guy right and then the coaches or whoever would still leave the shift intact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with two strikes, you're not going to put the ball, um, you're going to hit the ball that hard. Mm-hmm. So it's like they would hit a you know, weak ball right through the shift. And I'm just like, if that shift wasn't there, that's an automatic out. So I think the pitchers actually will benefit from this where it's like maybe you have the guys back in the normal positions where they kind of used to be. And it's, in the, you know, they're not getting frustrated that they jammed the guy and then now nobody's in that position.
0: It's it's interesting. Another another way that teams are gonna try to circumvent these rules they they want that like shadow outfield in right field covered. That's what they want
1: right. for yeah, big yeah.
0: bopping lefties. So right. people are saying, and again, I heard this in Twins camp too. Like they're gonna be trying stuff like this. I'm curious if they actually do it, mm-hmm. bringing like basically creating a two man outfield mm-hmm. and bringing one of the outfielders into that same position. You can do that. That's mm-hmm. okay with the rules. Like okay. there's nothing against that. Now that I guess it hasn't really happened in the minor leagues a lot, mm-hmm. probably because you know a regular routine fly ball might turn into a triple. Right,
1: that's that's the thing. Yeah.
0: So like you know there, I, but I I guarantee we're going to be seeing something like that this year. I guarantee, I bet the the Rays will do something like yeah. that. The Astros will do something like that, just to try it out and to see. Hey, can we get away with? Okay, for the for instance, the Twins. Mm-hmm. You got Joey Gallo. Byron Buxton, Michael A Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're all going to be in the outfield at the same time, but Michael A Taylor and Byron Buxton can go get it with the best of them. Right. So like I'd spread them out in the in the gaps and mm-hmm. say Joey go play you know backup second base rover or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see it, but I'd assume that I'd assume we're going to see it.
1: Yeah, you know, teams are going to try stuff, and then come to the CBA again, the collective bargaining agreement. Hey, are we going to have to outlaw that now? You know what I mean? Like, there's always that um, that way of looking at it, right? It's like teams are going to try this, and then some guys aren't going to like it, and then is it going to work out? You know, for the betterment of the game? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I think look at a guy like Cody Bellinger as a hitter. You know, I know he's kind of gone down in average, and I feel like he's a pretty good hitter. I think he hit the ball the other way. Um, so I think you know a possible like the shift change this year may help him. Right. You know, I think yeah. he may get some more balls through the hole. Um, He can hit the ball the other way. Um, But a lot of times, you know, a, a lot of fans or, you know, people I'm sure you've talked to too, they'll be like, well, he should just hit the ball the other way. It's like, it's not that easy. <laughs> like a guy's throwing a 94 mile cutter in on your hands. You can't just beat the shift every time because you want to beat the shift. You know what I mean? So I think that's, you know, you hear some like people like real traditional. They're like, Oh, we don't need to, you know, we need to keep it like it is. It's like, Oh, these guys are throwing harder than ever the yeah. ball's moving more bullpens are nastier than ever um you know we we're talking about like when they invented the game i don't think they would invent it at 60 feet six inches if the game was invented sure sure guy, everybody throwing like 100 now you know it's like it'd be a uh, safety risk right i think we'd all be like no nah, that's too close bro like, you, know, you need to back up like, a few more feet right dude we would have been.
0: I would have crushed it back in the day if I played like the 20s or something yeah, like that. So that was oh, I was uh, Like, come on,
1: man. What are we doing? Now? I would have been the
0: first person to wear a helmet. Be like, What's this guy doing? And then
1: I would just drop it. Yeah, like I mean, Babe Ruth. What? I mean, come on. I mean, and you, you hear about? I mean, I, I've done some research and I've looked at like how hard guys were throwing back in the day. You know, like '86 when the game was for, like that's hard. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like the evolution Give
0: me some 86, <laughs> baby. I, I would have still been playing if they throw 86. Uh,
1: I mean, we could try to change it back. Maybe the, the
0: the thing that I'm curious about also is, you know, now that we've implemented these rules, these are big changes. Yeah, like, That's not like sugarcoated. These are massive changes to the game. And we know that we don't need a CBA to change rules. You know, right. we, the MLB can propose them to the players association. They can say yes. And they're implemented right away. If not, it's, I think it's a year or they might even cut it down to like less than a year where they were Manfred or whoever the commissioner is can come and just say, Nope, we're going to implement these rules. Yeah. So if some of these work and like, I think they will, the pace of the game is going to be quicker. You know, they've cut an average of like 20 something minutes off the games in the minor leagues. I think that's going to be really good for the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what's next? Yeah. That's what I'm kind of curious about is where else can we go? I know they put in a lot of time and effort into, you know, coming up with these rules, um but i don't want to use slippery slope i hate when people say that term but Mm -hmm. this it it could end up being something like that where the game looks a lot different in five years yeah and maybe for the betterment because we need those younger eyes and we need you said you said something yesterday we were playing tennis and uh you said you're talking about the super bowl and your son and what did your son say to you
1: Oh, he's like, just call me in when the last two minutes are on. And I'm like, bro, that's a, that's a great game now. It's the beginning of the fourth quarter. Like, you don't want to watch this. you know? But
0: that's not that's not like his fault. It's not a shot at your son. This no. is the way that we're programming well, kids these days. Everything is short. You know, even, right. even us for this company, we understand there are like short content is right. killing it right now. And like that's yeah. kind of what we're aiming at. You know, this is a rarity that we do a long form show like this. You right. Know, I, 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 we have a decent demographic on this, but I don't think we got any 11 year olds, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of what we're looking for in baseball is to get more eyeballs on the
1: game. We well, like yeah, more options too. my son, like, oh, I'm going to go play this video game or I want to do this. So it's like kids have more options these days. And um, so it's like, how do we It's not that we're trying to eliminate video games? You know, we played video games growing up, mm-hmm. but they're just so much more addicting now to where it's like, oh, I think I'd rather be doing that. Most of the time, versus watching a baseball game and learning,
0: it's definitely options. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. Let's move on to the pitch clock. And I want to get some of your thoughts. We've talked about it quite a bit on here. And the rule is uh, pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw the pitch with the bases empty and 20 seconds for the runner on base. The batter has to be engaged, I, I believe, with seven seconds left.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, again, Jason Stark's article calling this a shit show. I think this is going to be the shit show aspect of the new rule changes. Because we have a lot of guys who, veteran guys, the stars of our sport, who haven't done this yet, and there are times in games, as you know, where you just need to think a little bit. Especially as a hitter, you're like, dude, yeah. like I need to like process mm-hmm. the information I was given. I need to think about what his sequence is going to be, um, and I think that's going to be the bigger thing. Pitchers, and I've heard them say, well, we might get a little bit tired. Like, because it's going to be more rapid pace than anything that's been ever that's ever been done before. Mm-hmm. So I think that aspect is interesting. What do you think? Do you think this is for the better of the game? Because you said you did play with it at AAA, and do you think it's going to affect the pitchers or the hitters more?
1: Yeah, actually, I think it was the independent ball when I tried to okay keep hanging on there. Um, but uh, no, I didn't mind it there. But I don't think it was 15 seconds. You know, I thought it was either like 20 or 25. I felt like you know, I think 15 is maybe a little minimal right there right i mean i just feel like guys you know i think the biggest thing is maybe grip you know especially sure. you know, like different climates where it's like okay i'm trying to throw a split finger and i'm trying to throw you know a nasty um slider and if they're not getting a great grip on it it's like oh shit, do, do i change my pitch you know do i just throw it like what do we do i mean you know i think we're saying can they even like delay the? Can they call it
0: timeout? Well, they can disengage from the rubber, and right. at the time we'll uh, start again. But to co- combat that, we have the three disengagement rule. Got it. So yeah. now you're going to get rid of one of those. Now you only can only pick off twice, and the, mm-hmm. and the second time you do that,
1: you have to get the runner out, or he gets the extra base. So, right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with the idea of the pitch clock. I just don't know, like timing wise, if this is the best number. I guess you know. I guess we'll see. Um, and I believe what you said, triple A, I think was doing 15 seconds. So, you know, I'm sure they've done their research. I'm sure they have the numbers and the data to, to back up the reasoning for this.
0: I played with it and I ended up liking it. I think that will happen at the baby level. I think people look back, like we should have done this a long time ago. I really believe this is one of those changes that everyone's going to like. Initially we might get some fuss about it. Right. A point that was made in Jason's article was, you know, the WBC is here. So a lot of the big-name guys are playing in that. And in the WBC, these rules are not implemented. So you're going to have a bunch of guys in spring training getting used to it. Mm -hmm. These guys will be coming back from WBC, and it's going to be an accelerated course for them. And I think that's when we'll see a little bit of like the – eye rolling to the young pie or yeah. like the slumped shoulders going back to the dugout. Like, dude,
1: what? You know, well, Mike Trout might hit less one less home run this year. So yeah. I, don't know. You know, I think, I I think, think Mike's going to be just fine <laughs> with all will be, of this be, stuff. We'll be, uh, be good to go.
0: All right. And the disengagement, we'll, we'll quickly go through that. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Like three times the third time, if you don't get them, they move. <sighs> mm-hmm. Do you think that's better for the game? What What are you feeling about that?
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, I mean, like I said, the number, you know, I thought it was maybe kind of small at first, too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, you know, I think sometimes you start with a higher number and then work from there. But like I said, they, they must have the data to support it and think it's a good enough number. Um, you know, I do like the idea of the pickoff though, you know, of mm-hmm. like trying to trick guys with different moves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I don't think I'm a big fan of like the number three as being the, the max. Um, you know, I think I'd like to see it at five, maybe just because especially in certain situations, you know, teams put in a new pinch runner, right, to try to win the game and, This guy has a really good pickoff move, but then, you know, does he want to use it the first pitch, the second pitch, you know, stuff like the strategy of it. Oh yeah. The A and B
0: moves. Right. You know what's, what's, I don't know if you know this about this show, but I don't like pitchers. I really don't. (laughs) They they annoy (laughs) me too. Like everything's about them. I've always said pitchers should be working on their pickoff moves like a lot more than they do, especially left-handed pitchers. You should have a hold move a hang move, if you will, that completely shuts down the running game. We saw Mark Burley do that. There's some lefties that do Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Everyone should do that. You should work on it enough to do that, and they don't. So, like, I'm okay with this. Like, You guys guys aren't working on your moves anyway, so you get three, you get some BS move anyway just because the catcher calls it. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to be putting
1: more of an emphasis on, like, dude, if you're trying to pick a guy off or hold him, give us your good move. Yeah. I I pitched in high school, and I love picking off guys. I was lefty, you know, so I'd love hanging and kind of seeing what they're going to do. Doing the, you know, head movements and stuff like that. Just uh trying to toy with them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think pitchers need to work on that. Like you said, especially lefties, right? Cause yes. Can, I mean, you shut down the game at first base. Um You can shut down the game at first base so many times, right? Because the ball hitting um, in the gap. Yeah. If that guy's holding closer, it's hard for him to score. You know what I mean? But if he's able to get a bigger lead or even steal on you on that one pitch, a double in the gap is probably going to score him. Cool.
0: All we try to do defensively in the big leagues, I mean, to get your numbers up is to avoid extra base hits. Right. That's why they'll give you the bunt or give you a base hit because right. on first base, it doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, once you get in the second base, things change. So that's, you know, if you're a freaking pitcher, how could you not <laughs> want to keep people on first base? I never right. understood that. The guys that were, Have a 1-5 or a 1-6 to home plate. I'm like, dude, you have to figure it out. And they just –
1: some guys don't. I think sometimes they think, well, I'm in the big leagues and, you know, these guys are so good at the um, these runners. It's almost like I don't think they're confident in their move. You know, I think they're like, oh, these guys will be ready to get back or they know how to read me. So I think they're like, I'm just going to focus on the batter, right? Like my job is to get the batter out. I think that's like their thought process behind it. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it is. it is. It is. But at the same time, if you can get the guy out at first, why not?
0: But dude, you can only think about one thing at a time. That's what I'm <laughs> saying about pitchers, bro. <laughs> like, come on. Especially they don't even have to hit anymore, like at all.
1: Yeah. Maybe we see more pickoffs now, man, because they, they can uh, focus on that. I sure hope so, man. Yeah. That'd be
0: honestly it'd be one of my fir- If I became a manager, it'd be one of the first things I implemented on my team was all you fucking pitchers yeah. are gonna go work on your pickoff moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna win us games. What do hitters have to do in spring training? We gotta work on everything. Run yeah, bases, run, bunk, run defense, yeah. Yeah. uh defense, hit like everything. But That's the pitcher's like, nice. I'm gonna throw a bullpen and go fishing or go golfing. Golly.
1: I think you're just jealous of their golf game. Maybe, maybe. The, the, golf maybe. Four days, the starters get to go four days a week.
0: <laughs> the rest of the stuff here, I don't really care about the new base sizes, like it's supposed to help, you know, base dealers and yeah. all that. Whatever. Position players pitching. I'm glad they kind of got rid of that.
1: Really? See, I'm well they didn't I'm get opposite.
0: rid of it. You, oh, you want it? Why? That was a pitcher. Oh, no. It got, it, got, it got too much for me, James. Now, like, there's only certain times where people can pitch. You know, they have to be down a certain number of runs. Uh, they I Or in extra, extra innings. innings.
2: What is it, Beavers? I believe it's in extra innings, winning team up 10 or more, losing team down eight or more. Where, like, teams the last couple of years have started getting, like, they're downs five or six they're throwing a position player out there
0: not about that life at all i i it's it was gimmicky it became boring. And cute for a little bit but when you start to see it over and over again it's not cute
1: anymore they killed it they killed it everything just-
0: and selfishly you know i'm two for two with two homers uh position players pitching so i'm the greatest so- player <laughs> to ever play the game against position players pitching so i think my like numbers are going to be like intact forever now i'll have that crown B- bieber's I think I need to uh, get a plaque for that. Why don't you tell Jimmy and Jake when they get back from frolicking naked together to get me a plaque for that?
2: Yeah, we can get you another plaque. Can you mark that for me. I think
1: you might have to have a minimum minimum number of at bats to qualify. Two's
0: That's good. is good. Move on to something that a lot of people have been in my mentions on on social media. Evan Drellich, you know, he is a writer for the Athletic. And he's him and Ken Rosenthal, they had the article about the Astros uh, back in the day. Now he's written a book. It's called Winning Fixes Everything How Baseball's Brightest Mind Created Sports Biggest Mess. And in this book, there's a quote from a Red Sox player, I believe. And in that, um, he talks about Jock Peterson running back during a playoff game going into the video room, asking if they had the catcher's signs yet. And there was like an MLB official in there. And basically he was saying, look, they were cheating and nothing happened to them. Now, my understanding, and I'm sure there are people who think that the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees were all doing the same thing as the Astros. Now, I got to be honest with you, I have never heard that. Mm-hmm. For What the Astros were doing, signs in real time, relaying them to the batter, they're the only team that I know that was doing that. And I've talked to a lot of different people. We both played for a lot of different organizations. I never encountered that whatsoever. I will say, if you're going back looking for signs that the catcher's giving and decoding them using video,
1: yeah. that's a
0: tale as old as time for baseball players. And I think as an organization, if you weren't doing that and you weren't looking for tips on a pitcher using the video room, then I don't know what you were doing. Like, you still have to go out there and get on base, get to second base and relay the signs. And, and people want to think that, like, baseball players just cheat all the time. We, we would try to get the pitches from the catcher, you know, his signals, whether that's, you know, uh, second sign, shake first, outs plus one, whatever it could be. If they were using dummy signals, you try to get them, you try to get on second base and you try to relay them. But, like, throughout a season, how many times did that happen for you?
1: Yeah. Like I remember we'd go over it, you know, maybe before series or yeah. Hey, we think the catcher, you know, we think these are the signs. And if we're at second base, you know, maybe hands on your knees for this or the, you know, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, you're always just trying to get that edge. I mean, when the pitchers are watching video on the hitters, you know, that's essentially what they're doing, right? They're watching the hitters. They're using video to make a plan and come after you. Right. So it's just like, well, we always thought like, well, if your catcher signs aren't good enough, that's not our fault. You know what I mean? And I don't, that's, I've never heard that as you know even being close to cheating.
0: No, that's the game within the game. That's gamesmanship. I don't know. Maybe by the book it's considered because we're using technology. I guess uh video is considered technology, but I gotta be honest, with you that that's been going on forever. And I don't think anyone that's ever played the game will tell you that's
1: yeah. that's cheating. Right.
0: It's just it's doing your due diligence yeah. in my in my in my uh mind. Um now, if you're going there and you have a camera pointed at the catcher with nobody on base and you're relaying the signs in real time like that, that's right. cheating. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I also think, and I want to make this point, if you have like some fucking video guy doing it for you, mm-hmm. getting the signs or getting tips, I, I, I think that's cheating. Yeah, I think it, you have to do it as a player or even a coach. They have to be the ones doing it. If you have some software program, if you have someone that you hired, some outside firm or council, whatever it may be, to do that for you, then I do believe it's cheating. It has to come from the team. This is the game is played by the players and it's coached by the coaches. So they have to be doing this stuff. If it's someone else, then I look at it in a different light. Is 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 it the same as the Astros and and, and relaying those signs? Right. No, no, it's not. That's on a whole different level. And I will say again. I don't know of any other team that was doing that now, if someone does and they want to come forward and say it, I will look at that team the same way that I do as the two thousand and seventeen Astros. but until then this this looking for the signs from the catcher going back and trying to decode them that's been going on forever, and I just I'm sorry i can't I can't put it on the same level as that
1: no, I mean I've talked to pitchers about this too, and it's like, look, you know, if our signs aren't good enough. You know, tip your cap to, to you, right? For stealing them. You know, I don't think uh, you know, the pitchers that at least I've encountered would even get mad at that, right? You know, no, you know? they get mad at themselves or right. the catcher. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, you gotta get better signs, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. Or like, you know, the catch when I mean, you're even a runner at first. Sometimes you're trying to peek in, you're trying to see the signs. A lot of times catchers aren't mixing it up. Mm-hmm. So it's either like, all right, well. You might need to not just put one finger down anymore, especially if you have a, a real alert base runner.
0: There were some days back then when that happened, like you yeah. get on first base. Yeah. I never did this. I wasn't was good hard. enough to do this. It hard, it's right? very hard. Yeah. Like, again, people think the baseball baseball players just like cheat all the time. Yeah. Dude, tr- like, go ahead and try to get the signs from first base. It's very right. difficult. Then you have to worry about getting picked off. That's another thing, yeah. But nowadays, the catchers are so aware of everything. There's right. no way
1: around. They got their knees all pointed different yeah. angles. They know how to like get in those positions. But if you know? again, I'm,
0: let's let's get into it. If a catcher's got his legs open, he's not covering his signals, and nobody's on base, and the first base coach can see. Yeah, and he relays them to the batter. That's right. not cheating. No, that's not. game no. within the game. That's yeah. gamesmanship. Right. You know there is a line, and I don't exactly I don't know if it's like a hard line somewhere. I think you'd have to just ask me about different instances. Yeah um but there's a line where it it goes from gamesmanship to cheating and i don't think you know getting using video which is readily available to everybody before the game right to decode uh the signs from
1: second base Mm -hmm. i don't think that crosses the line no i don't think so i mean like you said it's either the guy's gonna be out there at second trying to see the signs and pick them up or relay them or you said we're just watching the video and being like oh look, there it is right there i mean what are we we're we supposed to not use what we saw, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, no, I think uh, I think we're good with that.
0: Yeah, like I said, if someone comes out and says, "Hey, these teams were doing it differently," then I'll we'll talk about it then. But until then, like this quote and everything, to me, it doesn't change much, man. And honestly, I can't wait to get to the day where we like don't have to talk about this shit anymore because yeah. we talked about it a lot, um, and it was obviously a massive story in our sport. Right. Um, but dang, like,
1: I just want to talk about the games on the field. Well, people will do what they got to do to win, right? Because even like the Astros situation, do I look at them as like a terrible team for doing that? I, I wouldn't say terrible. And the only reason I would say that is because they probably had a feeling that the consequences wouldn't be hard enough, you know, or, you know, be, um, you know, when they won the championship, it was kind of like, well, we got fined. We need to get fined, right? Our owner got fined. Yeah. So it's not like they stripped them of the title. You know, it's not like any of those things happened. So I think they just felt like, all right, well, it's it's worth the risk. You know.
0: I wonder if you went and asked it I I've never done this. I wonder if you went and asked them right now, like, was it worth it? What they right. would say. Because, because from what I gather, a lot of them were like under the understanding or the thought process that every other team was right. doing something like this. That's and again, I've I, right. I haven't heard from any other teams that were doing this. I really right. haven't, dude. And I've I've poked around. I I do get mad at them though. Yeah. But I'll tell you who I get mad at. I don't get mad at the young guys. I don't get mad at Bregman. I right. don't get mad at Correa. Right. I get mad at Alex Cora. Yeah. Okay. Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the manager. I get mad at those guys because mm-hmm. you're in charge. Mm-hmm. And Hinsky, you know, he's come out and said, "I tried to stop it once. I broke the TV. Well, bro, they kept fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. You didn't stop anything. Yeah. And if you really wanted to stop it, you could stop it, but you didn't." Those guys I put the blame on because they're the leaders in that clubhouse. You know, as a rookie, you come up, you're going to listen yeah, gonna, to what the older guys say. And right. like, you might even think it's commonplace for this to be happening. Yeah. And you're
1: like, fuck, I'm in the big
0: leagues now. I guess this is what's yeah I what goes down. Better?
1: Right? If they were doing that as a you know, young player, I'd just be like, oh, okay, I guess this is what you got to do to uh, to win,
0: right? Or Yeah. You know, that might be an unpopular take yeah. that I don't. I believe these other you're, guys you're referring it. to AJ Hinch, not Hinsky, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, did I say Hinsky? I'm sorry. Yeah. Eric Hinsky, well regarded coach, I think. I like um, Hinsky. Yeah. He, Eric's, Eric's awesome.
0: Yeah. He was good buddies with my boy T. Skag. So, hence I'm very sorry. I just put you in the same breath as A.J. Hinch.
2: Next time, don't have the same first three letters of the name, though. That's That'll not his online. fault either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's kind of my take on it. I mean, people wanted us to mention it on the show. And yeah. They come at us like yeah. almost like it's like a gotcha moment for mm-hmm. everybody else in the league. But yeah. I, that's my take on it, man. I just yeah. don't there's the line and that doesn't cross it. In fact, I think like I said, if you weren't looking for tells on a pitcher right. or the signs from the catcher in your pregame video work, you weren't working hard enough.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that was always the goal, right? It's like it's already hard enough to hit a baseball. It's already hard enough to get a hit. Like, I mean, I don't know any other sport where it's like you you could do everything right, right? You hit the ball hard, but you still get out. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's such a game of failure as a hitter where you're like, you know what? We got to do what we can. You know, if it's picking up a tell from second base, if it's getting the catcher sign from first base, you know what I mean? There's so many different ways to do that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as when I was playing, guys were always trying to do that. Always, bro. I love picking up the pitcher, man.
0: You know I yeah, feel my pitchers. Deciding. You know I feel about
1: <laughs> pitchers. Oh, I know now.
0: You know now. We'll <laughs> talk about it more. All right, let's um, right. Let's end this show on a more jovial note, not so solemn. You and I both coach against each other. At a Pony League baseball facility. I'll try not to name it, although I probably have named it on the show before. <clears throat> I kind of want to get your thoughts on youth baseball, where it's going with travel ball, you know, kind of like the decimation of a lot of these community leagues that's happening. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with all of that? Cause we have a lot of people that listen that have young kids that play ball and they're going through this. I get this, I get this question asked uh, about me all the time. Like where, what should we do? Should we be giving lessons? Should we be doing uh, travel ball? Should we be doing your community league? Like, where do you stand in all
1: that? Yeah. I mean, you know, in 2023, I mean, there's so many travel leagues. There's so many teams know, I do believe it's a bit diluted right now. I mean, you know, some of these are, you know, just moneymakers, right. In a way. You know, and some are really great. So it just kind of depends, you know, where you're at. Um, for me personally, you know, with my kids, I always just want to keep them at the lower level as long as I can. And then I feel like once they outplay that league, then I think, okay, you know, let's just say like, if I feel like they're in the top, you know, five players of the league, then I feel like, all right, maybe it's time to put them in the travel league where they don't, they can see the new competition and then they don't get cocky or feel like, oh, I'm the best player. And like, yeah, in your league, let's go see what's around the, the city. And I'm okay with that, you know, but as far as like having to do it at such a young age, like before 10, you know, I, I don't think you have to do it. I think what you really have to do is get the reps, whether yes. it's at home, whether it's going to take lessons, you know, doing that work is really what's going to make you a better player. And it's not necessarily what travel team you're on or what pony league you're in um, as far as like developing
0: yeah i agree with that like right now i tell my players that all the time and my parents i said we're going to get a bunch of reps in we're going to take ground balls every yeah. practice yeah. we're throwing fly balls we're going to run the bases we're going to take swings eventually you need that better competition yeah but right now we're learning fundamentals at right. this age i'm talking our, our younger sons or yeah. my son and his younger son are seven and eight or seven they're both seven yeah so i think at this point it's really about fundamentals teaching them yeah and having fun making them making them fall in love. Yeah. I'll be here all day, I love you. Well actually we're almost ending the show.
1: Okay. Well I'll be with you later today.
0: That's true too. So I think that's a good point is, you know, if you are watching this, go let let them have fun. Like let them let them fall in love with the game. And then you know like there's plenty of time for like the increased competition. Uh, Do you have, like, a favorite drill that you do with your kids that you think that have helped them more? Like, I'll give you my example while you think. Okay. When I was growing up, my dad never let me use a big barrel bat. Okay. Always a skinny barrel bat until I got into high school. Okay. And then his favorite thing to do with us was we had, like, a a small, like, metal aluminum pipe that was Mm -hmm. about this big around, smaller Mm -hmm. than that, and we'd hit the golf ball wiffle balls with it. Okay. So it was really, like, implementing barrel accuracy and like hand eye coordination and stuff like that and i i really believe that helped me as a hitter you know as i was progressing you know in youth and into my profession
1: right do you have something like that that you do so we have um you know i'm really big on defense you know especially just with you know this level that we're at with our younger kids and you know everybody wants to hit right i'm like no we'll hit we'll get those reps in but like i like to do this throwing program with them where we either point our throwing we'll see let me see i guess it's our glove i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a lefty right? you are like, a lefty I'll just, I'll just show up for lefty then okay this would be my glove side yep and i like to point the elbow towards the other person i'm throwing to like that right or sometimes you could say point the glove but i tell kids that and they kind of swing out sometimes mm. so i like to say point their elbow towards their target towards the chest and keep them in line you know I like so that. that's like a big thing that i like to talk to them about and have them really think about it because like kids at that age like, oh, I put my elbow, up, but they're not really thinking. It's like, no, think about where your target is, focus, you know, get in line and make a good throw. Because, you know, I always tell them, it's like, hey, you can make a great play on defense, but if you can't make a throw, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. So, we're going to keep you guys
0: up to date on the standings of our division. You're the Cardinals, <laughs> I'm the Diamondbacks. I'm always the Diamondbacks. I don't know how that started, but go snake Spade. We that, play that, for that, rings in the that, desert. That. Evan Longoria, Diamondback. <laughs> What do you think Madison Bumgarner is gonna do with the pitch clock?
1: What the fuck is Madden Bumgarner? <laughs> He'll get going to do? a couple more fights. That's
0: let's I have a, two things I want to end on. One, who's gonna have the biggest problem with all these yeah.
1: rule changes? Who do you think? One particular
0: player. One player?
1: Yeah. You, you probably did name it right there. Um I feel like what's uh, the other guy? I feel like he's getting a little um uh, salty about Certain things on the sure, No, what's the other guy? I feel like he would sorry, like Robbie Ray. I feel like he wouldn't like. It. Oh, Robbie Ray. I feel like he would like it. I don't know. Just from watching him, I don't think he's gonna. Biebers, you got one?
2: No. Ooh, Robbie Ray's good. He could be a little ornery. Off the top <laughs> of my head, you know, let's say Scherzer makes a little bit of a stink once.
1: It's all pitchers.
2: Pitchers. I'm trying to think Did who's I like I a really ornery hitter that's like hitter? just pissed off all Ooh. the time. Soto said he's already working on making the shuffle quick. We don't so hitters don't have the
0: luxury to be mad because yeah. we're always kinda like sad. Well, like Josh oh, that's a good one.
1: Maybe Josh Donaldson. Oh. Yeah. Like
0: Donaldson. That is a good one. Josh might have a problem with this, but also he understands like I'm not trying to strike out on some fucking no pitch. Right. I think hitters are gonna be okay with it and get into the groove. Um I, I, mine was Mad Bum for sure. Yeah. Mad Bum might be just mad at it and just yeah. like This is
1: stupid. I mean, he gets mad when a guy swings three and O's. This is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best pitch in baseball. What do you want me to do? All right, three rapid-fire questions for you, okay? All right, let's go. Let's do it.
0: I got to get in my head right now. (sighs) Okay. Doja Cat or Dua Lipa?
1: Ooh, Dua Lipa. Okay. Sushi or tacos? Sushi.
0: AL East or NL East? better division this year
1: al east
0: al east we're a freaking coastal elitist pod that's gonna do it for today beavers hit the freaking music appreciate you guys checking us out um go show james loney some love on his socials he's uh he's a stud the beat him at golf though today chick <laughs> sucks the ball low today
2: tpp is a starter check those out tpp's are out people go
0: check what we said about your favorite team and tell us why we're wrong love tea time in 15 minutes you didn't even really make it go 25 minutes
2: nice you